What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. The Power Ranking Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison. I just realized that was my cue when the keyboard started to fade out. And uh, I think he's ready, my esteemed partner at Marcus underscore Mosher. Hello, sir. Uh, hello, Elliot. We're, uh, I, we were talking about some Christmas movies at the start of the, uh, the podcast. We're going to get to that at the end. Uh, but we've got some big NFL news that I want your opinion on. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. All right. So our first ever podcast together, we spent about 35 minutes debating whether Derek Carr <laughs> was a top 12 quarterback. Courtney, I'm sure you remember that. You needed to cut us off. Yeah, the um, argument went at about the same pace as the movie Meet Joe Black. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. 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 Uh, and now it <laughs> so. seems like it. Now it's just a year ago. Just a year ago. Yeah. Now it feels like the Derek Carr era is over with the Raiders. Uh, they benched Derek Carr for the final two games of the season. He won't even be active for the Raiders, and they're going with Gear. Uh, oh man, Jarrett Stinnum the rest of the way. Well, I would say it's deserved. I think going all the way back to Week One, you remember the game out in LA against the Chargers? He didn't play very well, and and you and I talk a lot about how uh, you know how Week One can often be an aberration that Ben Roethlisberger could go in with Pittsburgh and beat Buffalo in Buffalo, things like that. Um, but it turned out to not be an aberration. They just never got it going. Um, in fairness, they also had some injuries uh, at wideout and tight end. Um, they had a new head coach, a new offense, but at the end of the day, Derek Carr didn't make the plays. And I'm going to do something that my uh, somebody in this room never does. I'm going to admit that I was wrong about something. Uh, Don't be wrong. I, I battled with Marcus that I thought Derek Carr was on the same level as Dak Prescott. I yeah. don't feel that way anymore. So I can change my mind. Uh, people change, things. Elliot. Yeah, people can change, you know. Because really, honestly, and I've been wanting to say this for a while, if I can change and you can change, everybody can change. Yeah, that's true. I, it's better that you and I are in here beating each other up than 60 million. Uh, oh, right. I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. We should also say there's some financial things in here of why the Raiders decided to bench Derek Carr now, despite still having some playoff hope. So just to Is it that he's out. making too much money? No, it's not. Okay. It's that his contract is fully guaranteed um, by injury in 2023 and 2024. So if he happens to get hurt and yep. he can't pass a physical in February, then his contract is guaranteed for the next two years. It doesn't necessarily mean that Carr is done with the Raiders, but this at least gives them options, right? Now they can explore the the, the market and see what's out there before really investing in Derek Carr again. I will say, I think it's, he's worth exploring for another team. We saw a lot of bad quarterback play. In fact, I'm going to tease our podcast Thursday night uh, because Marcus and I kind of went through and reevaluated all the quarterbacks on the phone uh, last night, kind of re-ranked them. And um, basically, Marcus has Dak as like the second best quarterback in the league. So we went through and re-ranked. And um, we found, wouldn't you say, that probably three quarters of the league has either stayed afloat or regressed yes. at the quarterback yes. position. It's really remarkable how many quarterbacks, I'd say half the league have regressed. Um, yeah. Derek Carr and the Raiders being uh, one of them. So uh, I think it's an interesting point, but I also think that Derek Carr, look, this, this is his ninth year. He came out in 2014. Uh, I know Tom Landry used to say, and it was off-repeated, that when a quarterback's in his 10th year, in his early 30s, that's usually about when they're at their peak. 
because they've seen everything, right? They've seen every defense you're going to throw at them pretty much, but they can still physically do it, you know? Whereas I think we're seeing with Matt Ryan, when you're in your late 30s, it gets harder. It's not, I still think Matt Ryan sees the field fine, Marcus. It's about yeah. physically getting the ball there and your release. I don't think age is the issue here with Derek Carr. No, I I just, I think the situation wasn't great. The offensive line was pretty poor. And I just think he's not the type of quarterback that can play on a, with a really bad defense um, and just outscore teams. I think he needs to be surrounded by a lot of good talent and you can win games. So I got two questions for you before we get to the yeah. lines. Um, number one, if you had to bet on where Derek Carr plays in 2023, your guess would be? Uh, I, I, I'm curious what Tennessee's situation is with Ryan Tannehill because I, I mean, are they going to go with Malik Willis next year? Um, that's no. an interesting one to me. No. Would, if Trey Lance can't come back, would the 49ers roll the dice if if they think Brock Purdy's an aberration? Because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the long-term answer there. But, I mean, obviously they have so much invested in Trey Lance. That is a, a minute possibility. Mm -hmm. um, Washington can't do this again. They can't. No. They can't. Uh, do you think Brian Dable? would look at Derek Carr's and upgrade to Daniel Jones because you're taking away the running ability if you no, do something like not. that. I think he's more likely to draft a quarterback and develop his own guy. I'm just going through some some possibilities, just kind of throwing out teams here. Um, an interesting one would be the Patriots if Bill Belichick thought he could kind of fix some deficiencies there because Mac Jones has been up and down. I know he's driven you crazy and impressed you at the same time. Uh, how am I doing so far? You, you Good, but not the team that I think he's going to land on. Boy, I want to wait. I want to see if I can guess the team you think he's going to land on. Um, an interesting one, a real interesting one would be Tampa, because I don't think Tom Brady's going to be there next year, but that's not the team you're thinking of either. Um, so I'm going to make a wild guess and say that you think it's going to be the Saints. It's a good guess. I, I think it's going to be the Jets. It seems Jets. like the Jets are a good fit because they're not going to have a top 12 pick. They don't have a ton of cap space, but they could probably flip a second-round pick and change for Derek Carr, upgrade at the quarterback position, get somebody who has a strong arm that can play you know, in that bad weather and be good enough to help out the offense and get the ball to the playmakers. Are you giving up on Mike White? Yeah. No, I, I think you bring back Mike White. Uh, he still has one more year on his rookie deal. Um and you let Carr be the starter, and you have White as a backup, and you move on from Zach Wilson. Okay. I like that. I was just kind of going through all the teams and thinking, I do think the Saints are an interesting one. Um, they just don't have the cap or the draft assets to go do that, where the Jets do. Yeah, well, that I mean, that's a big part of it. I wasn't really going through every team's particular fiscal situation, but just more what their quarterback situation their is. Yeah. Now, uh, you, go what ahead. about the Raiders? Who... If you had to guess who the Raiders' starting quarterback is in 2023, who is it? Well, I think they need to see what they have right now. Um, this is a good evaluation period, I think, um, for more than just the quarterback position. But in terms of a player that's going to be available that they could acquire, who's going to mesh with Josh McDaniels? I mean, that's, that is the question. Please don't tell me Tom Brady. 
if I had to bet on a quarterback to start week one for them next year, I would say Tom Brady. Yeah, I think Tom Brady should retire. Um, you know, that's that's my take on it. Can I but... can I make the argument for Brady? Sure, go ahead. He wanted to go there in 2020. It, that's that's where he wanted to go, and it, the, the plan was for him and Gronk to be there, and it just didn't work out. They decided to stick with Derek Carr. You go to this Raiders team now that has Devontae Adams and Waller and Hunter Renfro. Um, they've mm-hmm. got a good left tackle in Colton Miller. They're going to have a top 10 draft pick. They've got free agent money to spend. They've got a superstar on defense in Max Crosby. Their owner or their GM is Dave Ziegler, who was with the Patriots. And then Josh McDaniels, who Brady works really well with. And on top of that, Elliot, you're playing in a dome and nice weather, which I think Brady would like. Okay, uh, those are all strong points. Let me uh, just counter you here a little bit. Uh, number one, I thought last year, even against the Rams, when he threw the deep ball on Jalen Ramsey for the touchdown, um, I think his arm strength has waned considerably. Uh, he can't get it out there on those deep outs. Uh, if you saw the deep out he threw to Mike Evans against the Cardinals in overtime, he basically lofted it out there. Now, look, it was a great throw. But when you're lofting a ball on a 15-yard out, you have to be perfect. Would you agree with that? Because yes. an NFL corner, if you're not perfect, what happens on an out? It's going to be picked off. Yeah, and it's maybe going the other way. Yep. Um, you can't throw it short and at the line of scrimmage all the time, which is what he's doing. What he's doing is very reminisc- reminiscent of a quarterback that you don't respect very much, Ben Roethlisberger, or at least not late career you didn't. Um, I don't know how much he wants to be hit. Uh, I probably have less faith in the Raiders offensive line than you do. I would spend a top 10 pick on the best available lineman other than tackle, maybe. Which, which they um, probably will. Although that's very, very high for a guard or a center. Uh, an interior lineman almost never goes in the top 10. But they don't need uh, receivers. They don't need a tight end. You know, they've, they've, got, they've got a lot of playmakers on offense. Who's the best guard in the draft coming up? Uh, Peter Skonski from Northwestern. I think he's, he plays tackle right now, but probably kicks inside a guard like a Zach Martin type. And let me guess, mid-teens kind of pick, 14 through 16? Yeah, sure. Okay. So if you can trade down, if you can trade down, pick up a couple extra second rounders or even another extra first rounder, uh, depending on where the Raiders pick. If you know if they pick at nine and they trade down to 14, they're not going to get a ton of capital. They'll get some. Um, but you can turn that into extra picks, get more talent, and get the guy that you really need. Yep. Um, I, I don't hate it, but I think they're going to have to do some things if if they're going to do that. Bring Gronk back. Oh boy! All right. Let's, you know, there's uh, a report. There are the reports where you should say that that he contacted the Bucks. I'd kind of like to see Gronk stay with the cleats hung up. Uh, yeah, he so really ended. He really ended on a high note. Even though the Bucks didn't go to the Super Bowl, I thought he played really well for that team in 2021. And um, man, he's taking a beating. You know, yeah. like just for his body's sake, I'd like to just. He, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer right now, man. Like yep. greatest yep. tight end ever in my book. So, all right, let's uh, stay let's, stay, let's stay do some retired. lines. No, Jason Witten Raiders. Uh, no, that was sad. I'm how not... weird was that? It's terrible. Uh, I hate to cover that. Uh, Speaking of Jason Witten and and, uh, his former team, Dallas Cowboys, Thursday night football against Tennessee Titans. Cowboys, 10-point favorites in this game. Boy, when I think of Dallas, Tennessee, I think of a couple of weird games. Dallas at Tennessee. Um, Actually, I think of three. They played Thanksgiving 
in 97 when they were the Tennessee Oilers. And I remember Chad Hennings jumping on Steve McNair's back. And no one had really seen Steve McNair play that much. Steve McNair was so strong. He just literally shrugged a 290-pound lineman off of him. And, uh, man, Steve McNair was so fun to watch. A couple others, 2000, they played, like, on Christmas or New Year's, and the Cowboys got absolutely throttled, like, 31 to nothing, and Marcus was in his underoos crying. And then 2006, the Albert Hainsworth stomping on Andre Gerard's head. Um, Who could forget that? I can't. One of it still makes me kind of sick uh, that that happened. All right, who are you picking for this game? Um, you know the fact that this game is at Tennessee. I don't really like this line, but at the same time, Tennessee. I don't know who, who they're going to play because they don't really have to play anybody. Their key game is Week 18 against Jacksonville. Yep. So my advice, I'm taking the Cowboys to win out, outright. I would walk away from this spread because I don't know how much either team really needs this game on a short week. I agree. Um, I think it's going to be an ugly game. Cowboys will probably win out at the end. Uh, next one, we've got the uh, Arizona Cardinals at the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams eliminated from the playoff contention. Colt McCoy starting for the Cardinals. Falcons three and a half point favorites. Yeah, I'll take um, Arizona to cover that. I'll take Atlanta to win it outright. Uh, I think, actually, you know, well, that's a tough one. I don't know how healthy Colt McCoy really is because I think he's played hurt all year. Yeah, yeah. Cardinals to cover, Atlanta to win outright. This is another one I'd stay away from. Uh, only two games left in J.J. Watt's career. He announced yesterday that he's going to be retiring uh, after the end of the season. Another Hall of Famer. I think he's going to go out with two awesome games. He's been phenomenal over the last yeah. month. I, I just think yeah. you're going to get a, a throwback J.J. Watt game here. So I'll, I'll take the Cardinals to win outright. Next one, Bears at Lions. Lions absolutely need to win this game. Lions six-point favorites. Yeah, I'll take the Lions to win and cover on this. They're a different team at home. Their offense is darn near unstoppable at home. I'm not being a homer. Look at the look at the data right. on no, this. No, you're right. Uh, I mean, Goff, I think, has 22 touchdowns at home this year. Yep. Uh, that's in seven games, bro. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. Seven or eight games. Um, uh, if you're wondering why I don't know, it's because they play a 17-game schedule because they screwed that up. Now I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, pretty uh, good. Yeah, right. pretty pretty good. And, you want to guess the, it, the, the total on this one? I think it should be high because the Lions can't the Lions can't stop the run. And the Bears running backs are a threat because you have to defend Justin Fields. So yeah. I think this has got to be over 50, quite frankly. I would say this is at least 53 and a half, if not higher. Uh, 52. So a little bit low, but still one of the highest of the week. Would you go over that? No, that's that's a lot of points. I don't trust Chicago to score. I, I think Detroit's going to get to 27-ish. I don't trust Chicago to get there. You've been talking about how bad Chicago's defense is. Are you pretty confident that Detroit would win by a touchdown here? No, I don't. I, I think I would stay away in this game. I'll take Detroit because only because they're at home. They're just a different yes. group. Um, all right, next game. You know the schedule makers were so happy when they got this one. It's the Denver Broncos at the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC West. No, that's not true. Uh, Chiefs, huge favorites in this one. 13-point uh, favorites. I believe this was the Week 17 game last year. A Drew, Drew Lock right all over. Yes, all over and Kansas I think City. it was the game they had Kirk Herbstreit call, uh, be the color analyst, and that probably helped him with the Amazon Prime gig. 
Correct. Am I misremembering that? Nope, I'm pretty right. sure he did this game, and Drew Locke, Drew Locke played his butt off. It was a real great game. Um, do the Broncos respond uh, with having a new interim coach, given that it wasn't even their first choice for interim coach, the, the Broncos organization? Kansas City's still playing for home field. I know it's 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 going to be hard because they don't have the head-to-head with either Buffalo or Cincinnati. I got to think in this case, Kansas City's going to cover this. I agree. And because, well, remember, Buffalo and Cincinnati still play each other. So there's still a really good chance that they could be the number one seed. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chiefs to win it's just outright. A, right. It's just you look at Kansas City's record and you think, oh, man, they have a great chance. You just have to remember that they don't have the head-to-head with either one of these teams. At the same time, the Bengals still play the the Bills and the Ravens. And the Ravens, right? yeah. yeah, Which is tough. So They're going to uh, beat Baltimore. Okay. Uh, next one. Yeah. Lock yeah. of the week. Lock of the week. Okay. Dolphins at Patriots. Patriots, two and a half point favorites, giving the Patriots all day long. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll go with you on that. I'm glad Courtney ran the lock of the week because I have to address something with uh, Courtney here. Since you're such a fan of movies, Marcus, you you know when like you watch the Friday the Thirteenth movies, mm-hmm. Courtney's wearing that that kind of puffy jacket vest. That's always the first person that gets whacked in those every movies. Time. It's, every time, every time, it's the one they run like back a, into the house where the, yes. the the villains at. Yeah, or it's cold outside. They put on their their sleeveless puffy jacket vest and they go in the garage looking for a flashlight and they get killed. Usually, every time. that guy usually, that girl gets whacked every time. Yeah. Usually it's a dude that looks like he was an extra on either eight is enough or Charles in charge. But in this case, Courtney really has uh, the outfit. Uh, Courtney so also pa- a big fan of Charles in charge. Yeah. Patriots two and a half point favorites. Take them to cover that spread. Uh, yes. Colts yes. at giants giants, five yeah. point favorites. You know what? I'm good with that. I'll take the giants to cover this all day. Uh, I think the giants have played better of late, you know, that yes, they lost to Minnesota. I thought that they played really well at Washington in a game that they had to have. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go giants all day here. All right. I'll, uh, I, I don't have any strong feelings there, but I'll take, I will take the giants to just win outright. I would stay away from that spread. I mean, they solidify their playoff position if they win this game. Correct. They'll be they'll be nine six and one. Yep. Um, next one: Saints at Eagles. Eagles seven point favorites. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Um, oh well, I gotta think. Does is it a comeback to earth game a little bit for the Eagles offense? But they're at home, and you could say the same thing about the Saints because uh, I know the Saints got the win at Cleveland, but the Saints offense this year, Marcus, has just been. It's hard mm-hmm. to watch. It's mm-hmm. really hard to watch. Um, I may have to have you decide this one for me. The other thing is, I know Philadelphia is trying to win home field, but I, I gosh, with Minshew starting again, and I love Garner Minshew, but I don't you think it's a little risky putting your money on the Eagles by seven? No, I, I think I would take them here. Well, there's no way I'm putting my money on the Saints. So... <laughs> Either walk away from this, or if you have to bet on it, uh, go with Philadelphia. Yeah, um, I'm good with that. All right, next one. Uh, we, we've got the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Bucs are oh. going to win this game pretty easily. Three-point favorites. I don't think they're going to win it easily. I am going to take the Bucs to win. Earlier in the week, I thought Carolina might win, but um, I think Tampa Bay knows what's in front of them. I just, you know... 
this is not a game I really want to watch, even though it's important because it's just so painful watching the Bucs, man. It really is. Like uh, the Cardinals game was super close. It went to overtime. Was there anything really exciting about that game other than the fact that JJ Watt had a great game? No. No, no, agreed. Not really. So, but I will go with you on this uh, Tampa to win and cover. If it was three and a half, I wouldn't take them. Uh, next one Cleveland Browns against the new led Carson Wentz, Washington Commanders. Uh, we've got the, the Commanders as one and a half point favorites. That actually has gone up to two since Wentz has been announced as the starter. Um, but one and a half is what we have here. Yeah, I would take Washington all day. Um, this is the kind of game Carson Wentz is going to play well. He always does this. Every time you think he's done because he's played awful, he comes back and he has one of those games that kind of lures you in. You know, you don't have the kind of numbers Carson Wentz had last year without having some good games. Uh, Cleveland's offense isn't doing anything. So if they start going out uh, on three and outs against this Washington defense, it's going to put Carson Wentz in favorable positions in his first game back. And they're at home. So I'll take them to win and cover. I'm going to take Cleveland. I know you. I know you want them to win. You want Cleveland to win. No, you think I don't. Is the game Deshaun Watson no, finally I, plays well? I think. Just going to try to th- say this as kindly as I can. I think you're going to get some wonky calls in this Browns Commanders game for a few different reasons. Would you like okay. me to expand on that at all? Sure. Sure. The NFL is fixed. I think the NFL would love to have Detroit Green Bay uh, be their Sunday night game next week. And the only way that that's possible is if the commanders lose to the Browns this week. You always tell me the NFL is not fixed I'm on not, any not, level. I didn't say that. I just think the Bengals Rams Super Bowl was crap. Sorry. I, uh, I, I think we're going to get a Lions-Packers Sunday night game with uh, the the winners in the playoffs, the losers out. Maybe they could call a pass interference in the um, yeah, red zone. So this yeah. game is very important. If Jerks. Cleveland wins, we're going to have that likely be the case. So uh, okay. I will take the Browns. Uh, Jags at Texans. Texans, uh, four-point underdogs in this game. Ooh, this is an interesting game. Believe it or not, this is an interesting game because Houston has played so well the last several weeks and as good as uh trevor lawrence is playing the jacks have some injuries man they have some injuries their defense isn't that great to begin with and they're favored by four i will take jacksonville to win but houston to cover yeah i think jacksonville is going to look ahead a little bit to that game against tennessee in week 18 so i'm with i'm with you i think it's like a three-point game um but yeah i'd, I'd stay away from betting I'd stay away from betting Jacksonville minus four. Yeah, for All sure. Right. For sure. Next one. So when I sent this line in, it was 49ers by five and a half over the Raiders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's ballooned up to 10 and a half now. Mm. Again, you know, and I always say this, you don't have to bet on every game. Pick one or two games. This isn't the one you want to bet on. You have no idea what to expect from the Raiders offense. They ha- they're at full bore in terms of health, uh, their skill positions, but you have an unknown at quarterback. The other thing, too, here is Brock Purdy has played out of his mind, but he was the last pick in the draft. Yep. Maybe he has a hiccup game, and if he has a hiccup game and the Raiders offense kind of stuns the 49ers, what you know they're, they're planning, 
uh, because they don't really know what to expect here with a new quarterback. I just think this is a difficult one to bet on. So I would walk away from this game. Uh, there's no way I would pick the Raiders to cover that. Um, but I'll, of course, I'll take the 49ers to win outright. I will take the 49ers to win and cover that spread. Um, Raiders are going to be without several key players on defense, including Denzel Perryman, Chandler Jones. I think three defensive tackles are going to miss this game. Wouldn't even be surprised if Max Crosby is rested in this one. Raiders defense is bad to begin with, but when you lose multiple Pro Bowl guys, I, I, I just don't see them playing well. Plus, we got news that Debo Samuel practicing today could play in this game. I don't think Debo is going to play this game. Okay. Um, uh, next one. I just think, don't you think it's a little risky to gamble on a game in which you haven't seen that much of the quarterback play? And well, the, I, I've seen Jared Stidham play a lot, and he's bad, so I'm good. I'm just saying, you know, I'm sure people thought Brock Purdy was going to be awful. You know, I can't imagine what that pass rush is going to look like against the Raiders offensive line this week. That's a good point, too. Well, you were just telling me it'd be a great place for Tom Brady to go. Well, they got saying they've got tackles, but well, they Uh, need like two two guys, right? And you can get two guards pretty easy. Fine, everybody. Ignore me. Go with Marcus. Bet the 49ers to win and cover. By the way, did y'all notice what he did there? He introduced the game. He let me make a pick, and then he comes with all the injury news. You betcha. Typical Uh, Marcus. Next one. Yeah. I I got another lock for you. Yeah. It's the New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, one and a half point home underdogs. I'm taking Seattle to win outright. Lock of the week. Yeah, I would too. Um, Obviously, it's a long road trip for the Jets. They haven't played really well. I understand they're going to have Mike White. Uh, Mike White got banged around, man, the last time he played. Is this the kind of deal where he's not really totally ready and he's just going to be playing half hurt uh, because Zach Wilson has been so bad? Probably because the Jets have got to have this win. And Seattle is a tough place to play. I'll take Seattle to win and cover. Uh, 100% agree. Uh, All right, next game. We've got Vikings at Packers. Packers, three and a half point favorites in this game, which basically means sportsbooks believe that the Packers are slightly better than Minnesota outright. Is there any injury news that you'd like to talk about before this game? (laughs) Uh, David Bakhtiari looks like he's going to play this week. Yeah, well, they, they've they been kind of waiting on that for a while. Uh, although he is an important player. I don't want to minimize that. He's a very good Maybe player. Maybe no Christian Watson hurt his hip against Miami. He's going to play. How much you want to bet? I'll say he doesn't play. I'll say he will. Uh, okay, uh, I will take Minnesota to cover this. I like Green Bay to win, but I hate the three and a half points. In Minnesota, they, everything, everything comes down to the wire with them. What makes you think Green Bay is going to win by four? Yep. Um I think you're going to get one of those great Aaron Rodgers games this week. You can get you can get that and still have a 27-24 Packers victory and Packers this game not just, cover. This game just means so much more for Minnesota. Minnesota's already locked up their division. Right. Uh, they, they they really only can flip between the two and the three seed, and it might even yep. be more beneficial for them to be the three seed than the two seed because you get to avoid Green Bay in round one. So I'll take I'll take Green Bay to win and cover. Okay, we'll see. All right. Next one. Yeah. Rams at Chargers. Now, I, I have to admit with this line, it's very wonky depending on the sports book. I've never seen a, a spread that's more different on site to say, site. When I sent it in, mm-hmm. it's six and a half Chargers favored by six and a half. But you look at some of the other sports books and it's only two and a half other places, which is an indication that maybe the Chargers will rest Justin Herbert this week. 
I let's say they play Justin Herbert. I'll still take the Rams to cover on six and a half. They've been playing different football with Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I don't think it's fluky. I think they call plays differently with him in the lineup. I think his teammates respond to him. And I got to give the Rams defense a lot of credit. You know, they have kept that team hanging around, even at Green Bay in the game that they lost. The Rams defense, I thought, played pretty well. Um, I, I, I'll take the Rams to to cover. I'm just staying away from that game altogether. That's fair. It's just, it's just with the Chargers already clinching and the Rams being out of the playoff line, I just I, there's it's so hard to guess who's going to play and who's going to play hard and all that kind of stuff. So the problem is, even when Justin Herbert does play, and I know they've been playing well as of late, they are very inconsistent. Yeah, so telling me, uh, next one. This game got flexed to Sunday Night Football. Steelers at Ravens. Oh yay! Um, Ravens three point favorites. Looks like Tyler Huntley again uh, because Lamar Jackson has not practiced for the 12th day in a row. My question for you before we even pick this game, does Lamar ever play for the Ravens again? You know, we, you and I kind of touched on this the other night when we were just rapping. And I would say it depends on what the organization's MO is. You know, because if you're going to go for it and go for it now, great. But as good as I think Lamar Jackson is, his style of play is not conducive to me to a long-term deal where he's sucking up a big percentage of your salary cap. Would you agree with that? I I would agree. It's just, it's such a weird situation, right? Because Lamar is obviously hurt and banged up. But is there a chance that he just says, you know what, I'm not 100%. There's no risk. There's no sense in me going out and re-injuring myself before free agency. So, yeah, I know that we're going to host a home playoff game, but I'm I'm good sitting out. I don't think he would. I think he's a competitor. I don't think he would do that. I think he's an anomaly. Um, the other problem you have here is how do you tell your fan base in a weird way, not as much, but Seattle was kind of up against this when they did the Russell Wilson deal. They knew when they were going to sign Russell Wilson, they were going to start losing all their guys once he was off his rookie deal, and they did. Um, one by one, Seattle's great players were gone. And I just I just don't know how conducive it is to sign this guy. So I, my guess is Lamar Jackson goes elsewhere, but I don't think this is the last game he'll ever play. I know you're going to pick Pittsburgh, so let me just save everyone the the drama. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) uh, Give me a reason. Give me a reason. Since you hate their quarterback so much, give me a reason. Because I don't like Baltimore's quarterback either. What does Baltimore do well on offense right now? Like, What do they do well? I will take Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. At the worst, they lose by three. It's a push. Exactly. All right. Final um, game. That's good. I'm with you there. By the way, can I just say, I'm going to have to hear all this Raven Steelers rivalry. It's it's a half rivalry that's so boring to watch. Is there a more boring rivalry game to watch than than Raven Steelers? Yeah, Giants Washington. Because I literally fell asleep in the third quarter of a Sunday. That's because you were tired. <laughs> that game actually was very yeah, very fine. interesting. It's okay, fine. go ahead. Uh, like Raiders Broncos, I'm just not all that into. Okay, uh, yeah, I can I can go with you on that. Best Monday Night Football game of the year, seriously. In Buffalo, history, bro. Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. Elliot, just to be clear, Buffalo is playing in Cincinnati. Since you asked me about 15 times, uh, Bills one point favorites on the road. 
first of all, uh, Cincinnati winning cover. Let me get that out of the way first. Woo! Oh, man. S- uh, excuse me, Cincinnati to win. I'm sorry, not they don't need to cover. If they went out right, they automatically cover because Buffalo is favored by one. But uh, I was reading that this is the second time since the merger, the merger for those that don't know, is the AFL-NFL merger in 1970. So we are talking about um, 52 years of football. It's the second time that we've had a late season game like this that doesn't feature more than one game with two winning teams. This is the only game in the NFL this weekend that has two winning teams going up against each other. That's really sad. It's pretty bad is what it is. It's pretty bad. bad. Uh, I know know you want to pick Buffalo. I I think I am. I'm going to pick Buffalo. Because you're a lifelong Bills fan with your Bills coffee mug. That and the, I think the Lyle Collins injury is a pretty big one for Cincinnati. I think it they'll is. be okay long term, but it's going to be tough in this matchup. And I also think Buffalo, they're just two games away from having home field advantage to the playoffs. I just don't see them letting that slip through their fingers. So I'll have All the right. Bills winning. That's a lot of ifs there. Straight up question Who's been playing more consistent football the last five weeks, Cincinnati or Buffalo? Buffalo. No way. Hey, you're crazy. Cincinnati can't put the... Listen, I like the Cincinnati team, but they cannot put two good halves together. They were awesome in the first half against against New England. Then what happened the rest of the way? They didn't lose to Minnesota with a bunch of dumb turnovers. That was a while ago. But, um, you know, I I, I, I just think Buffalo is going to win this game. That's all. Uh, yeah, Buffalo was amazing against the Jets, weren't they? They were just so impressive. It's a division game. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right. Uh, like let's, I said, I'm taking Cincinnati. Uh, let's, hey, do you want? Hey, I got a fun historical note for you, though. Sure. Here. Go ahead. Okay. So Buffalo played at Cincinnati in the '88 AFC Championship game, and the Bengals that year were running this no huddle offense with with Boomer Esiason under Sam Weish, which you're you guys are probably thinking like, what is that like a big deal? Yeah, people. No one had done it before the Bengals started doing it in '88. So the Bengals' offense was unstoppable, right? So the week of the AFC championship game, the Bills lobbied the commissioner about literally that it was unfair and that there should be rules against the no huddle offense. Well, they they didn't get anywhere with that. Cincinnati smoked Buffalo in the championship game and they went on to the Super Bowl. The very next year, Marv Levy and the Bills developed their K-Gun offense, was which was a no huddle offense because they couldn't beat Cincinnati. And to this day, when you hear announcers on TV They'll talk about all oh, the Jim Kelly K-Gun offense, and you'll hear about how they were the, the first no-huddle offense. They literally ripped it off of Cincinnati, complained to the league that it was unfair, got beat by it, stole it, and then get credit for it historically. There you go. There's your NFL history fact for the week. How about that? I like, I like it when you get fired up. Uh, all oh, right, let's, uh, so dumb. Let's, let's recap the games. Yeah. Cowboys at Titans. We both like the Cowboys to win, but stay away from that spread. Cardinals-Falcons. I like the Falcons to, or excuse me, I like the Cardinals to win and cover. I think you do as well. Uh, isn't that a three and a half pointer? Yeah. I'm just like, dude, don't even futz All with right. that. All don't right. futz with it. Bears at Lions. We both like the Lions to win outright. You like them to cover. I would stay away from that one. I feel one. like you doing you do a lot of futzing in your life. A lot of dilly dallying. <laughs> uh, you better. Yeah. Uh, Broncos <laughs> at Chiefs. I take the Chiefs to win and cover. I got uncomfortable. Uh, you're going to take the Chiefs to cover as well? Yeah, Jonah. Right. 
Dolphins at Patriots. We both like the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots all day, yeah. all day. Colts at Giants. We both like the Giants to win, but maybe not cover that spread. Uh, Say, I'm saying they're covering home slice cheese skillet money right, fresh. Fine. Uh, Saints at Eagles. I like the Eagles to win and cover. You like the Eagles to win. Maybe not cover. Maybe stay away yeah, from that one. I don't love that. Yeah. Panthers at Bucks. Bucks lock the week to win. You think it's going to be closer, but you'll still take Tampa. Yes, because it's three points. Browns at Washington Commanders. I like the Browns to win outright, and I think you do as well. Because you think the league's fixed. I'm doing it because yeah, I think Carson Wentz is going to rope us all in again. Jags okay. at Texans. We both like the Jags to win, but maybe not cover. Definitely a stay Correct. away from that spread. 49ers at Raiders. I will take the 49ers to win and cover. You will take the 49ers to win. You would stay away from that spread. Yes. Jets at Seahawks. We both like the Seahawks to just win outright here at mm-hmm. home. Vikings at Packers. I'm taking the Packers to win and cover. You're taking the Packers to win, but maybe not cover. That's right. Fun. It's three and a half. Yep. Rams at Chargers. Four. Please don't watch this game. Uh, Elliot's going to take the Chargers to win, but the Rams to cover. I don't care. Sure, I'll take the Chargers. <laughs> uh, Steelers at Ravens and probably going to be one of the ugliest Sunday night games. Probably like a 16-13 game. I will take the Steelers to win and cover. You're going to take the Steelers as well. Bills at Bengals. I am taking the Bills with confidence. You are taking the Bengals with confidence. Mm, great. Oh, fun, fun, fun slate of games. So there you go. You know, I was talking to someone about the Bills. By the way, everybody, I like the Bills. I'm all. I was telling Marcus the other day. I'd love. I'd love it if the Bills played the Cowboys in the Super Bowl and the Bills won, uh, just to kind of get a little revenge from the '90s. I think that would be cool, or at least a cool uh, Super Bowl matchup. I'd love for Buffalo to win its first Super Bowl. I just don't think they're going to win this week. But somebody was telling me they really don't like this Bills uni look. And I'm like, how is this a bad Bills uni look? I love their their look. What, what, how do you feel about this? I, I feel like the Bills have had some bad looks, but not oh, this one. Yeah, the, the Fred Jackson Bills looks like I hated those ones with uh, Lee Evans. Like I hated that blue and the, red. It's terrible. Well, yeah, they, they, they had the red helmet just like they did in the 90s, but then they did the like the blue rectangle on top of the white jersey. You remember? I, hate, it, I, hate, I hated yeah. it. I loved Fred Jackson, though. I loved Fred Jackson. So did I. Um, yeah, I like their Bills uniforms a lot. You know, for like half a season in 2011, Fred Jackson was like the top scorer in fantasy. No joke. Like, yeah. For about yeah. half a season. But he always got hurt. That was the uh, That was the deal with that guy. Good little player. Yeah. All right, I'm done uh, with Fred, my Fred Jackson talk. I just wanted your take on the uh, on the Bills look. Do you like the standing bison better? Yeah, I do. I do like the bison a lot. Better than the hard charging yes. buffalo yes. here? I, I, I like the standing bison better. That's what my Bills hat that I just bought has on it. All right. Um, lock of the week, you had Patriots, right, over Miami. If we were yes. talking $10,000 pick here. Is that the route you would go? Would you be willing to go San Francisco over the Raiders with that? I probably wouldn't, but I think you might. I, I would take Seattle to beat the Jets at home. As your number one? Yes. Mm. That is a really think, interesting call. I think Seattle at home against a quarterback that's pretty banged up is going to be able to run the ball, keep this game close, and win it at the end. I think I would take the, I'd go with the Patriots. I liked okay. your original lock of the week uh, okay. there, but the, you know, that's, uh, that's tough. What's our lowest total of the week. I got to think that Ravens Steelers has got to be in the top two there. Um, yeah. That's, that's the lowest one. 35 and a half. Yeah. What's, what's another really, really low total. 
Uh, we've got we've got several forty and a half Panthers, Bucks, Washington, uh, Cleveland. We've got Colts, Giants is thirty eight and a half. Dallas, Tennessee, forty. Well, I tell you what, I like Panthers, Bucks under there. Yeah, I kind of do as well. Forty and a half. I'd rather take that under than the Ravens, Steelers, because I think the Ravens, Steelers. I know you think it'll be sixteen to thirteen, but thirty five and a half is pretty easy to get to with a couple of mistakes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, interesting stuff. But uh, those are my takes on the uh, who you're going to pick. And I'm going to give you the last word, home slice. All right. So we're done talking about football at this part of the podcast. If you want to turn okay. it off now, you're fine. Uh, I, I I got. I watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life recently. I know our producer mm-hmm. Courtney just got done, or she she's seen it a million times. You were watching it today. I've got a take on uh, okay. It's a Wonderful Re- Life. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't think George Bailey is the protagonist of the story. Is that a hot take? I think it's Sam Wainwright. Yes. <laughs> For a couple of different reasons. Ready? Listen. Okay. Sam, first of all, awesome catchphrase. The hee-haw is so good. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. Uh, yeah. But he gets his girlfriend just stolen right out from underneath him, right? Yes. And instead of, instead of being bitter about that, right, he loses his girlfriend yeah. to George yeah. Bailey. He yeah. offers George a chance to get in on this new edge uh, glass making thing, right? Yeah. And then at the end of the story, instead, again, he could have been, you know, loving this that George Bailey is going to jail and stuff. No, he, instead, he advances him $25,000, which is the equivalent to like $300,000 today, helping George Bailey out. So he's the protagonist of the, uh, the show. Yeah, and there's an interesting Star Wars kind of deal going on here. Uh, and I know you've never seen the movie 317 times um, because that literally you've made that decision 317 times when it's not when it's on to not watch it. Instead, watch movies like Failure to Launch in Manhattan yeah. and yeah. Uh, Battleship. But uh, in Star Wars, Darth Vader, even though Luke, he knows Luke's there, he feels the presence of Obi-Wan. He feels him at at the Death Star. And it, you could tell Darth Vader's like, you know, yo, my equal is hanging around. Luke Skywalker's not his equal. Luke's, Luke Skywalker's like George Bailey, right? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. If you recall, Mr. Potter, when he's talking to George Bailey, he said, look, Sam Wainwright is, you know, overseas right now. He can't help you because Mr. Potter knows that Sam Wainwright uh, can outdo him, you know? Mm-hmm. So there is like strength versus strength here. I, I, I get I get where you're coming from. I thought you were going to go with Clarence as the protagonist. Um, I would have went with Uncle Billy before Clarence. No, Uncle Billy. I mean, Uncle Billy <laughs> certainly would be the flawed hero, I think, in this. The uh, anti-hero? Deal. Yeah. <laughs> what I, do you think? I, is, I just ahead. think Sam. I mean, Sam had every opportunity in the show to, to kind of spite uh, George Bailey and hate him and detest him, right? But I all around he's trying to help his friend out maybe you know they did a whole spinoff show karate kid called cobra kai where uh johnny lawrence like never recovered and and yeah. from getting beat by ralph macchio and maybe they should do a spinoff where sam wainwright ended up uh very bitter about what happened maybe lost his stocks in like a, a gordon gecko kind of deal and mm-hmm. uh you know, um, Sam Wainwright exacts his revenge on George Bailey in like 1955. No, nah, same. He's a stand-up guy. Other than that little affair that he had going on, he's a stand-up guy. 
that little affair yeah which by the way we should say that marcus's other hot take that he he's too much of a coward to admit on our podcast is he said that george bailey should have gone with the blonde That's, oh uh, yeah violet was 10 out of 10 yeah yeah mary was a good option that was it's it's like one of those drafts where you have a really good prospect at one and two and you can't go wrong you know, I would yeah. just go with the one that's a little bit more rare, but that's me. Yeah, Courtney was bitter that they made her look old by just shoving some glasses on her, putting her hair back, you know. Well, Pulling her an out old the library. Yeah, coming out of the library. It's so bad that there were even library jokes back in the 40s. It's like if you hang out at a library, you're automatically <laughs> old. I feel, I feel like the library is the OG New Balance. Now, if you wear <laughs> New Balance shoes, you're just considered old. Yeah. Back then, it was like, hey, man, bro, you go to the library, you're you're old. But Air so. Monarchs, yep. <laughs> any any other hot uh, hot takes on the? Um, no? uh, uh, it's, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you don't think there's any chance that Potter just realizes where that eight thousand dollars is from that just falls in his lap and just you know, hey, alerts the authorities. There's no chance of that at all. I actually thought the more hokey part, if I have to pick apart one of the greatest movies ever made, is when they're in the bar. He and Clarence are in the bar, and Clarence has this really crazy order. You know, he, he orders like an apple teeny with a bunch of, you know, specific things. And George Bailey calls the bartender Nick, Nick, and Nick doesn't like that. What bartender in America is going to throw out two customers just because one of them calls him by his name and the other one has a really weird drink order? You know, he's like, all right, you two pixies. He calls them pixies, right? Yeah. All right. You two pixies. Get the heck out of here. And that's another thing. Where do you get off calling me, Nick? I don't know you from Adam. Yeah. Right. Isn't that how it goes? Something yeah. Like that? They, they, I thought they, that was a little strong. They, you they know? serve hard drinks for men that want to get drunk fast. Right. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, you know, what a movie, the, what a movie, by the way, yeah, the order a, is a flaming rum punch is what he wants. You just looked that up. On I Google. did look it up. I forgot what it was. Yeah. That's what Marcus does. Like I try to remember stuff. Marcus just has pro football reference up and then he passes it off as, yeah, of course everybody knows. This. Shout out to pro football reference, but yeah, that's yeah, all I have. That's, that's yeah. all I have for today. Hey, good stuff. You can get more takes like that at locked on Cowboys. Why not go over there right now? I mean, I'm sure he's got a top five from, uh, you know, yeah. What Mr. Kloss, what's that? Fred Kloss. Isn't that another one of your favorites? No, we did talk about the five best minor characters in home alone and home alone too. So check it out. Oh, yeah, then obviously check that out. And of course, check out Landon McCool. He's a big proponent of our work over here. Uh, also, you can uh, check out Marcus's work covering the Raiders at USA Today and check him out on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Thank you to Courtney and all the folks over at Brinks, including the vested puffy jacket, which I know a lot of people that have those and wear them with a scarf. They love it. I love it. Uh, and of course, I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We appreciate all you guys. We'll talk to you Thursday night. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>